Blog Talk Radio. Brought to you by WomenOutBiz.net, empowering you with tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, biz ladies. This is Trina, your host and success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Now, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you're ready now to have an abundant week, a week filled with productivity, a week filled with generating leads for your business, and a week of feeling organized. That's right. Our topic today is something that all of us as businesswomen desperately want to have, and that is organization. So I'll be discussing today ways to organize your business for success. And that is so very important because organization is everything. And a lot of the time, Business women lose focus, lose clarity, uh, and get a little cloudy on a lot of things in business because we're trying to multitask and handle so many things that it gets, quite frankly, overwhelming, right? And so today, I just want to give all of you some tips um, and discuss with you why it's important for you to structure your day, to use a time management system, to set goals, why it's so very, very important to do all of those things. And a lot of the time, you know, we we are so busy being busy that we don't take enough time planning for ourselves. And that is very, very important. And so, again, I want to remind all of you um, how key it is to be organized. Now, before I do that, I want to I want to just uh, talk to you a little bit about a lot of things going on for small business owners. First of all, I want to remind everyone that the SBA has now released over uh, $28.6 billion for COVID relief for restaurant businesses. Again, and I want to repeat this because we need to be sharing this with as many people as possible. A lot of people don't even know that this is is going on. Um, The SBA, and I should say Congress and Senate, you know, they have released $28.6 billion um, so that, you know, uh, small businesses, in particular restauranters, um, will be able to go ahead and get some relief in reference to uh, their businesses being impacted by the pandemic, by COVID-19. And so if you um, were, for example, a caterer, or if you sold baked goods or items, um, if you restaurant somebody with a community restaurant, um, then I want to encourage you to please share the information because 
it is that important. Um, it may help some restaurants who have held on so very long and they are basically just about to close, it's important to let them know about it. So I want to go ahead and let you know that you can find the the correct link because the link is very long. I'm not going to repeat it here on the show, but I do want to let you know that you could get the link uh, if you go to uh, the Women About Biz community on Facebook. I have it up, flagged out as announcement. If you go to facebook.com forward slash groups with an S forward slash women about biz, all, all spelled together, um, it will take you directly to our community and you will be able to see uh, the actual link. You can also go to our fan page, uh, facebook.com forward slash women about biz, and you will be able to get the link there and find out information about it as well. Uh, I am in the process of learning more about the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, uh, again, for emergency assistance for all eligible restaurants, bars, um, caterers, that are impacted by COVID-19. Now, I want to go over again exactly who can apply for this, okay? So it says eligible entities who have experienced pandemic-related revenue loss include restaurants, food stands, food trucks, food carts, caterers, um, bars, saloons, lounges, taverns, snack, and non-alcoholic beverages, uh, bars, bakeries, so they say if you have a bakery, on-site sales to the general public should comprise of at least 33% of your gross receipts. Um, and then, of course, um, it has a lot of other listings. Uh, boy, it has a lot of listings for, you know, brew pubs, tasting rooms, breweries, wineries, um, inns, on-site sales for their food and beverage licensed facilities. Um, it has a lot of that, but don't be discouraged. It's, don't be discouraged because they included all of those in there because they were, they were impacted too, but it does allow for caterers. And there are so many women out there who are home business owners but have a catering business um, or women who sell uh, baked goods online as well. Their businesses are impacted on as well. You know, a lot of the times it's really interesting uh, at how I feel sometimes the government is out of touch with, with the world of business, right? Because they, they forget about the fact, for example, that if you're going to include other types of businesses that offer food, you can't, you gotta, you've got to include online orders for food as well because those businesses were impacted. Maybe they were expecting those businesses to apply for the previous fund available to general businesses and uh, the PPP program uh, and also uh, the ESIDL program, uh, which were loans. Uh, for small businesses, right? However, if you have an online business and you have, and you're a caterer and, and you've been selling to the general public and maybe you sell, uh, you know, your baked goods, you were selling baked goods items at, you know, flea markets, at different sales, the pop-ups and different things like that. I would suggest that you go ahead and apply. 
uh, for it. Um, don't just sit back and think that you you won't get anything. I think it's important for you to just go ahead and apply for it. Now, there's a lot of information um, to read about this. And what I want you to do is just take your time. If you feel that you you are in the restaurant category or the food market category, the first thing that you really want to do is you want to go ahead and you want to uh, just read the information and go over everything to, to see if you qualify. Don't disqualify yourself, right? Don't disqualify yourself before you know. For all other businesses, again, you can also visit sba.gov and right on their home page, they've got information again for other types of financial assistance, right? And so I just wanted to make sure that I made that announcement. We are still um, in pandemic mode. We still are dealing with COVID-19 um, and it's important that I think all of us pull together, share all of those resources that are going on. So very, very important. The next thing that I want to um, announce to you is I want to make sure that all of you know all, a, a lot of the changes that are going on on Facebook. I've been getting a lot of businesswomen sharing with me that while so many changes are going on with Facebook, I, I don't know which way to turn. And, you know, the big thing about it is, is that now I'm not going to say that Facebook doesn't put out some kind of information about all of the changes and different things that go on with their uh, with, with their platform. But the thing of it is, is that they really don't get it out enough or well enough to um, the general public. And that has been um, a problem that I feel Facebook really, really needs to change, especially since so many people utilize Facebook in the business world uh, to connect and to communicate uh, with a lot of people who they are, um, you know, trying trying to sell to and trying to connect and network with, right, uh, their target audience. And so I think it's very, very important uh, for them to have a better communication system than what they have had in the past. But that's just my opinion, right? But customer service is everything. And I do know that there are so many people and so much chat going online right now about people um, looking for new ways to set up uh, business groups and, and different things like that outside of Facebook because they're not happy with the treatment that Facebook provides to them as small business owners, right? Um, you know, and all of this changing. And then on top of all of that, willing small business in to set up groups, to set up fan pages and different things like that. And then once you start posting to only allow just such a small percentage of people to see your post. Now, I know that they've got to make money like everybody else, but I do believe that uh, you know, having a small business owner to make a post in their fan page, and let's say that small business owners have 5,000 fans, right? And they only let 20 to 50 people see the post because you to boost and advertise the post, I think is a little unrealistic for especially micro business owners who don't have a big budget to spend money every day because every little bit adds up. 
uh, I think at least they should let a larger percentage of people see the post, right? But they are really being stingy with, you know, allowing people to see the post. And as a result, a lot of small business owners are getting very frustrated. However, there are some more advantages of Facebook that you may not have known about with their fan pages. And so, again, uh, I want to just let you know about a few of those advantages and why it's important that you should, at this time, have a Facebook fan page, okay? So I'm going to just go ahead and start with some of the things that um, that I know that I am able to take advantage of on the Facebook fan page for myself, okay? Uh, the first thing that I want you to know is that the fan page is really set up like a blog, right? Um, it's, it's like um, it has all of the things that you would need to push information out to individuals. So it's set up like a blog. So here are some of the things that you can actually do with your, with your, with your fan page. Okay, if you set it up like a blog, you can share articles and documents, right? You can um, make automatic posts on uh, on your fan page, right? And, and have links going back to your webpage. You can also have an a, a e-commerce shop, right? At no additional cost. They allow you to have an e-commerce shop now. You can have resources and tools available to, um, to your audience. And then they now have a Suite, which allows you to connect your Facebook and your Instagram account so that you can uh, do ads, so that you can um, reach your target audiences in a more efficient manner, and also that you can respond to your target audience in a more efficient manner. It also allows you to add links such as learn more, buy here, join now. It'll, it allows you to... Um, Add those, uh, add those links, right? And so I think it's very, very important for you um, to pay close attention to how important a fan page can actually be. But one of the biggest things I think that's important for creating a fan page, believe it or not, is search engine optimization. You guys may have heard me mention that word um, multiple times before on the radio show, right? Search engine optimization really is optimizing and getting the word out and formatting your business in different platforms so that when people go to Google and other search engines to look for what it is that you offer, you have a bigger chance of showing up in the search, right? So it's not about going to Google and putting in your business name because people are not going to be searching for your business name. People are going to be searching for what it is that they want. So, for example, if you have a cleaning service named Tidy's Cleaning Service, they're not going to put Tidy's Cleaning Service in. They're going to go in and put cleaning service, right? So that's why it's so important that when you set up your fan page and you get ready to have uh, have a vanity name for your fan page, right, that you want to possibly think about the keywords that people enter in when they search for your business. Now, why is this important? Well, because hands down, 
Facebook has billions of visitors and your site does not have billions of visitors, right? So when people go to search engines looking for a particular service or a product, I can guarantee you that a lot of the times, if you have your fan page optimized in the right way, it's going to come up in the search engines before your website ever would simply because Facebook is that powerful and it has so much um, pull, right, in the world of the Internet today. And so you can use your fan page as a secondary site, right, as a secondary site. And there are even people right now who are using their fan pages as their website. They're doing that. Now, I don't recommend that you you only use the fan page as a website because you don't have any control over the changes that are made by Facebook. But what I do recommend is that you use it kind of as as a secondary um, uh, source for your business and that you consider populating it with content and making sure that you do post on a daily basis with who you are and what you do. Now, I have been told by some experts, and I am—I cannot get, guarantee this, but I have been told by some experts that when you post two to three times a day on social media, on Facebook in particular, more people are going to see your post. Now, that makes sense. If you post one time and Facebook is already only showing 10 to 15% of your total uh, followers, that makes sense that if you post two or three times, it's going to increase that number of people seeing your post and that that many people engaging, right? So that's, that's true. However, however, I have not tried that technique yet because I – I post on Facebook maybe once a day uh, and sometimes four to five times a week, but I've never posted three times a day. That's very, very heavy. So what I would say is that if you have a very small marketing budget, you're trying to tap more into social media and really trying to make the best use of what we call organic marketing with social media, then you may want to – really get yourself structured and start about um, posting multiple times. Now, the other thing I want to say to you as well, because I know there are some people who are on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, TikTok, you know, and the list goes on and on. They're on all of the platforms thinking that they need to be on all the platforms, right? So, Here's a quick tip that I want to give you, okay, because I want you to stop feeling overwhelmed um, and hopeless about your ability to market using social media, right? So here's what I, here's what I want you to do. The first thing is, is that you really need to know and understand where your target audience re- resides the most in, right? Like, what is your target market? Who Who is it that you're trying to market your business to? And I mention this quite often, and it's very, very interesting that a lot of small business women um, do not, you know, do not take what I'm saying to heart 
and really look at who they are trying to target. But, you know, one of the first things to success, business success and really um, beginning to uh, generate leads so that you can close the sale and make more money, right, is that you really need to be clear on your target audience. And a lot of the times if money's not coming in, if people are not connecting with you, it could be that you are not clear on your target market and you have got to figure out how you're going to reach people and attract people to what you have to offer. And so, again, I want that side note, write that down, is create my target market profile, okay? That means, you know, how old are they, male or female, um, you know, how much income do they make every year, you know, really get creative, really go all out there with figuring out who is this person that would be the perfect customer or client for you. Build that profile out. And and once you build that profile out, then develop your marketing around that profile. Where does that person hang at, out at the most, do you think? Do you think they are most on Facebook? Do you think they're most on TikTok? Do you think they're most on Twitter? Where are they, right? This is very important. Here's why. It's because I really want you to make a commitment to no more than two social media platforms right now, okay? Now, if you're, getting, if you're getting business and leads that are being generated from multiple platforms to the point to where it's it's you it's to build a high five figure income every month, then, you know, this just more what I've said. But if that's not the case, then I really want you to think about only focusing on two, right, two social media platforms. Now, for me, that is right now Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are the two platforms that I pay attention to. Now, there is a way to utilize Facebook to where when you post on Facebook, it's going to post on your Instagram page because Facebook owns Instagram. So I no longer count Instagram kind of as a separate platform, right? There is a way to do that. There's also a way to do to to constantly post on Facebook and have that post also uh, go to Twitter as well. But I don't want you to select multiple platforms where you're having to go on all of these platforms and post. What I want you to do is I want you to stick with two platforms that you feel your target audience most resides at, right, that they live on, they go there, they participate in the groups there, okay? That's very, very important. And if you're somewhat cloudy right now on who your target audience is or that client or customer is, you created your business because something about it interested you, right? And so use yourself to look at where do you hang out at? Where do you most go and start from there? Now, here's why. Because it can become overwhelming and it can take over your business um, when you end up going on all of the social media platforms, when you end up clicking and 
funding and commenting on a lot of people's information, it can become overwhelming and it can really be a big distraction. And what you're trying to do is to efficiently look at social media as a, as a resource of how you're going to push information out to attract people to what you have. And it will require you, because Facebook and LinkedIn both require you to participate and engage in different things you see coming on your news feed. They can detect if you're not really participating. And then whatever, whatever you have going on, they're going to pull back from that says not letting everybody see your post. So it does require that. The next thing is you need to consider basically um, spending maybe about 30, 45 minutes every day on social media. Now, right now, you don't even have to have a third-party app to pre-schedule things on Facebook or LinkedIn. You can now pre-schedule your post, right? And so it, it won't have you just stuck on the screen every day, um, three times a day, for example, posting. You can pre-schedule your post. As with anything, you've got to really take the time to plan and make things happen. So the first thing is get consistent with posting once a day and then um, increase your post, okay? Now, I've had a lot of people to ask me before, you know, um, what is it that I should post? You know, well, here's the thing. If you have a website, one of the things that you should be doing is you should be choosing a theme each each month that you want to talk about as it as it pertains to your business and what you offer. So I would write one really good comprehensive article on how to do something, um, you know, uh, with bullet points, you know, five ways to do something. Or if you have a product, you know, you can talk about a new product for the month or whatever. But then you can take that article and you can break it up and repurpose it and use it in bite sizes on your social media so that you don't have to do something brand new. This is very, very key. And I think a lot of the times, you know, business women think, okay, I've got to, I've got to have brand new content for social media. Then I've got to have brand new content for my website. And then I've got to have brand new content uh, if I do a podcast, and that is just not how to do it. What you're trying to do is work efficiently. You're trying to work smarter. And so you, if you choose a theme, work around a theme each month, then you can choose at the top of the month. You can write an article that is related to your business that is going to help you to call people to action. Then you can break it up in bite-sized chunks and use that for your social media match match different things that you say with different uh, graphics that you can upload to your social media, and you've got your post, right? Always at the end of your post, you want to have some kind of call to action. Um, it doesn't make sense to have people browsing the web and look, perhaps landing on your fan page. They see a post, but there is no call to action. So you always want to have a call to action, okay? So this is how you can take advantage of Facebook. You can, using keywords to help people to find you, posting um, articles on directly on your fan page, there's a place for that, and also it's a place for that on LinkedIn as well. 
you can do that. You can actually make that happen. And so what that's going to do is help get you out there organically, meaning you aren't paying for the uh, no, the, the advertising, but you are putting valuable content out there that people are able to see, and that is going to help you. And so that's why I use the fan page. Uh, I use the fan page so that I can, um, number one, stay relevant to my target audience since it's all business women. Number two, uh, I have a lot of business women that actually go click on my fan page to look at what's going on, right? And so, again, you want to take notice of that. And I think that's very, very important. Also, don't forget that when you do live streaming and live videos from your fan page, that's another advantage because Facebook is uh, favoring videos, live stream videos, so they are going to let more people see that as well. So I just want to call your attention um, to that and make sure that you understand that uh, Facebook, you still can take advantage of having a Facebook fan page. However, it may not be to necessarily uh, show all of your followers your posts every time you post you will have to actually do what they call boost your post on your fan page. That is, you'll have to pay for everybody who's following you to see your post. Um, So you have to pick and choose which post that's going to be, okay? So if you were having an event, uh, if you were doing some type of webinar, uh, you know, uh, giving some type of new course or anything like that, you have a new product you want to make everybody aware of, then you might want to go ahead and you might want to boost your post on your fan page. You know what would make it easier for Facebook is, you know, here's the thing. If they would just doggone it, just do a recurring monthly fee uh, to use Facebook, you know, have different features, have different levels of membership, it really would just make it a whole lot easier. I know that's not their business model per se, but it would make it a whole lot easier for a lot of small business owners who really just want to be effective in marketing their small business. So maybe Facebook will, you know, in their in their brainstorming, because they have a huge marketing team, and I'm sure they've thought about it before, but maybe in their brainstorming, they will come up with some price points, uh, at least for their groups and their fan pages, to be able to take more advantage of the audiences that are following them. So I talk about Facebook often because it's that impactful to everyone's business. You know, uh, more than 80% of all small business owners are using Facebook uh, for marketing their business. And you know, again, I think that we have to be realistic with that, and I think we have to realize in this day and time, if you're not spending money on advertising, um, pretty much you're not going to get as many leads. You're not going to generate as many leads, right? And so it's important for you to uh, really have a well-thought-out online strategy for your marketing, um, and you're going to have to have a budget. That's all there is to it. Um, But you've got to know when to pick and choose to post content that you're not going to boost and then when you are going to advertise. So I think that's very, very important as well. Um, It is 12.35 after the hour. You're listening to No Dan, the Successful Woman Radio Show. And I'm Trina Newby, your business success coach. Hey, I want to go ahead right now and give you five questions of business leadership. 
questions of business leadership. These are questions that you need to be asking yourself as often as possible so that you can be the CEO not your business and not the laborer of your business, right? When you're the laborer, when you're the person that's working in the business, um, it's very, very diff- difficult to have objectivity on your business. So here's the first question in the five questions of business leadership. Number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? You know, hey, this is very, very, very important. As a matter of fact, you know, we hear that small businesses fail because they failed they, they, they fail to plan and plan to fail. They uh, don't have enough money coming into the business. Um, you know, small businesses fail because uh, they lack operational capital because um, because they lack uh, knowledge and information, resources on how to effectively market. Uh, you know, they, they list all of these reasons why small businesses fail in America today. But I'm here to tell you that I believe the number one reason really goes back to mindset, Right? Uh, because I have seen some business women work work wonders when they have a positive mindset and when they set their mind on being successful, I have seen them not have any money, zero dollars to really push their business out, and I have seen them go from ground zero to high five figures and yes, even six figures a month. I've seen incredible things happen with business women when they get their mindset together, right? So when I say have, uh, when I when I suggest asking of the question, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? I'm 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 wanting you to ask you, you know, what beliefs and habits do I need to support my vision and goals? You know. Um, what is it that I need to work on in personal development that's going to help strengthen my business, you know? And also, you need to create affirmations that are customized and personal to you, right? It's okay to get motivated and encouraged by a lot of different people all the time. I, that happens for me. However, I create my own affirmations as well. And what that does is that that is self-empowerment, right? And um, I recommend that you start doing that. Here's number two. You have to ask yourself, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? Oh, this uh, this is really a huge thing. Why? Because when your beliefs are not in alignment, with what it is that you say you want to do, it won't happen. Hands down, it will not happen. Now, what does that mean to get in alignment? If you say you want to make a million dollars, but somewhere in your belief system, which is in your subconscious mind, you believe that you're not deserving of a million dollars, if somewhere along the way, as you grew up, Uh, you were made to believe that money was not for you, then that still could be buried inside of your subconscious mind and helping to sabotage you going after $1 million. So to be in alignment means that you have to hands down believe that you are deserving of whatever it is that you want to visualize and have in life, right? Very, very important. Now, there's one other thing that is hands down 
going to give you the evidence that you do believe, and that is taking action. Beliefs are backed up by action, and when a person believes something, they take action. They are engaged in whatever it is that they believe in. And so if you are not taking action, if you have not done the things that you feel are necessary to be successful in business, then this is the time now to put your big girl panties on and to really, really get get to your quiet space and start planning out and looking at your beliefs and asking yourself, what beliefs do I need to have? I know what beliefs I have now that are possibly holding me back because beliefs are just habits fit over and over to the point to where the subconscious mind logs it in as a belief, right? And that that's whether you are thinking it over and over or you're physically doing it over and over, it is being logged in as a habit and it will eventually become a belief. So you can you can create new beliefs to support whatever it is that you want simply by repeatedly taking the action to support that belief. And over time, your subconscious mind will receive and accept that this is the belief you want to have. So therefore, whenever you start working on different aspects of your business, you start thinking about what it is that you want, you have the right beliefs coming up in your mindset and the right beliefs Um, the right beliefs and the right thoughts popping up to help support what it is that you want to do. And I hope that you guys realize what I'm trying to say to you because beliefs are everything. This is one of the ways that I found out why I was not succeeding in business. A long time ago, I realized that I did not have the faith and belief in myself to carry out what I needed to carry out to to succeed in business. And I had to make some really swift and immediate changes in my mindset. Now, here's something that may give you an aha moment. Anybody can say, I believe, anybody can say in the conscious mind, verbally, I believe I can make a million dollars, right? So what you need to understand is that just because you say it, just because you're being positive and you are speaking it and saying it does not necessarily mean that you believe it. Belief 100% is backed up by action and engagement. I can tell you that right now. So I don't want you to get hard on yourself or be disappointed right and i and i definitely don't want you to get mad with me because i'm telling you that you may not be be believing like you thought but i have to tell you the truth in order for you to in order for you to get to where you need to be it's like you can ask women hands down do you love yourself and nobody wants to admit that they are not necessarily loving themselves uh in the right way right But if I ask women if they love themselves, most women are going to say, yes, I love myself, and yet they are taking actions and doing things that work against them, that that harm them, right? I can ask somebody, do you want to lose weight? You, You know, you've been talking about you want to get healthier, you want to look smaller, do you want to lose weight? And yet the thing, the three simple things to lose weight, eat less, drink more water, and exercise are nowhere around their action plan. So what you need to understand is what you say and what you do are two different things. And remember 
that expression put up or shut up, what we need to start doing with ourselves, you know? If we speak something into existence, then we need to be able to take action to it in order to believe that we can do it. It's no such thing. It's, it's a, another example for you would be praying. You can, you can say that you are praying to God for a certain thing, but God has already told us that what we ask for and what we pray for, it shall be ours. But here's the thing. If you pray and then sit down and just kind of wait, it may not happen because you're not being a part of the process, right? You're not, you're not being a part of what you have prayed for and what you believe, right? You must receive whatever it is that you have asked for before you even ask it. You must take action and start working towards whatever it is so that you can receive it. But to pray and not take action, it's only a half prayer because you're not believing that he is going to give it to you, so therefore you don't receive it. So I hope that you guys had some aha moments with that. I think it's very, very important that you you do. Here's number three. What do I want to have accomplished by this Friday? You always but always have to start your week off right knowing what goals you want to have accomplished so that you can make sure that the activities on your calendar are related, right? You also want to remember as you're asking yourself this question, what do you want your sales goals, your um, your marketing and, and the number of leads? What, what about those three things? What do you want to happen with that at, by the end of the week? Here's number four. How can I be an asset to my business? You can ask yourself these sub-questions, right? Am I being an ambassador? Am I letting people know who I am, what I do? That's your, that is, that is your responsibility, right? Am I seeking out new collaborations? Am I leading my power team? That's so very important. Am I investing? That's number five. Am I investing in myself and my business, right? So many people want the answers. They want someone to help them. They want to tap into resources, but they are unwilling to invest in their own self to get a coach to do that, right? And so year after year, they just face the same issue without moving forward. People need people. We need other people who have been there, done that, who can show us the way because they have already did it, right? So it's very important. But also, you must invest in your health and wellness, and you must also invest in your marketing and your advertising, okay? These five things are going to help you to hone in on your leadership, going to help to strengthen your leadership, and help you to become a CEO of your business instead of being the laborer in your business, right? And that's so very, very important. I want to go ahead right now and quickly talk to you about ways to organize your business, right? The thing that you need to understand is that as the CEO, when you're doing your business planning, how you want your business structure and the workflow of your business and what should be happening, it's your responsibility to set the pace, to set the tone, and to also um, look at how your business is structured so that it can run smoothly. But there's just a lot of things that I think um, you need thinking about as you look at 
your business generating leads and making money because those are the two things that we really want to do, right? I mean, at the end of the day, this is why we are doing all of that. This is why we're marketing online. This is why we are, um, you know, doing podcasts. This is why we are, um, we, we are shouting out to the world that we have a particular product or a service. This is why we are staying up late at night getting done uh, because we want to generate more leads and we want to make money. If you are in business and that's not of importance to you, then I'm not sure you should be in business because business really is about meeting a need or or a a demand, and then in exchange for you providing that, you're going to make money. And so that is why all of us should be in business. So let me just go ahead. I want to give you guys some different tips on organizing your business. And by the way, I'm going to be covering this for the rest of the month. Okay, so that means next Monday I will continue with this. But right now for today, I want to give you uh, some tips on structuring and organizing your business. So the first thing I want to say is that you have to organize your mind. Just as in the five questions of business leadership with preparing your mindset for greatness, you have to organize your mind because, first of all, if you're not organized and structured with your mindset, nothing else is going to be. So one of the first things you have to do with organizing your mindset as the CEO uh, of a business is, number one, you have to be committed right? You have to say that you are committed to your business and that you're going to work a certain number of hours uh, on your business every single day. That is very, very important. So you have to be committed, okay? Number two, you have to be willing to action. You know, taking action is is very, very important. It means that you're not going to procrastinate, but that you're going to always be moving forward, taking action in your business, and you're not going to get yourself stuck in paralysis analysis uh, by trying to be perfect. That is an issue that a lot of us as businesswomen, notice I said us because I have it too, that's an issue that we all have. Um, You know, we, we dig into the thing so much, we look at something so much. We hash over something so much that we never get it done. It doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. And sometimes we just need to get it done. So we've got to take swift and immediate action and keep moving. And then the third thing that I think is very key as we look at structuring our mindset for business to be successful is that we have to be willing to make swift and immediate changes when they are necessary. Okay, we can't just identify problems and issues that go on in our business or identify better ways to market our business and then not take the action, not make the change. Right. Um, I want to give you guys a quick example of, of this. You know, let's just say, for example, you worked you worked three months on a particular course for your audience uh, and you realize at the end of the three months of working on that course and working really hard on it and and bringing it to fruition that it's really not what your target audience wants at all. In your mind, you're thinking, I worked all that time on that course. I did this or that. I'm not, I'm gonna, they're going to just have to t- uh, buy it and take it anyway, even though it's not exactly what it is I'm thinking that they really need anymore. Well, 
your unwillingness to make the quick change, even though you spent all that time on that particular course, your unwillingness to make that quick change, that mindset will run you down in the ground really quickly. Because you're unwilling to make the change, you will not see changes happening in the leads you generate with your clients, right? So you need to understand that it's not about you. It's about your target audience. And, you know, just piggybacking on uh, back again, coming back around, you've got to be clear in your mind who your target client is, right? You know, and, and again, I, I can't talk about that enough. And um, I do go over, you know, how to determine your target customer in um, the previous month's episodes on sales. If you go back and you um, go to our podcast page on womenaboutbiz.net, you can listen to previous broadcasts and learn a lot more about sales, okay, uh, and how to determine your, your target. But you must be willing to change, and that's very, very important, okay? Um, I want to go ahead and tell you also, you must have an organized workspace. You cannot have a, a cluttered desk, paper, books, all of that all around you and expect you to have clarity, right? The space that you're, the desk space that you're working in, make sure that that is completely clear and only have the things at hand that you should be working on. So that's very, very important, okay? The next thing that I think is very, very key, okay, is that you need to be keeping track of your customers, the people who have already bought from you, the clients, the customers who have had faith and have utilized your service or bought your product. You've got to stay connected to those individuals, right? You have to constantly be in communication with them. Don't drop them because they can become repeat customers. And, and again, it's, it's kind of like in using the 80-20 rule, right? 20% um, of your clients and customers can represent 80% of your income. I can tell you from personal experience, hands down, that that is very true. I, I'm experiencing that right now. So you've got to be able to keep in close connection with your customers and doing things like customer client appreciation, special offers for customers and clients, adding value to your customer, your current customers and clients by providing uh, different things to them. But it's difficult to do that if you if you don't already have a system for doing that. If you don't have a database or a contact management system for reaching out to your customers or your clients, then it's going to make it difficult for you to do that, right? So at the very least, from a tool standpoint, you need to make sure that you have an email marketing system such as MailChimp, such as MailerLite, such as ActiveCampaign, such as Constant Contact. You need to make sure that you have a, a email marketing system platform that can help you reach out to your customers so that you um, you can automate the process of reaching out to them, right? Very, very key. The next thing that I think is very important as you structure yourself and you get better organized is since you got to stop posting every single day on social media 
um, and pl- and doing your doing your posting one at a time uh, as as you think about it, right? You have got to pre-plan your social media. And by pre-planning, if at all possible, I'm suggesting that you pre-plan every month. And then every third week, let's just say, for example, every third Friday of the month, um, you start planning for the previous month's social media post. That means then, then what that means is that you need to always have work a month ahead of time in planning out what your themes are going to be, what your articles are going to be, what images you're going to use on social media. You can start planning that out, okay? Instead of wasting time publishing posts every few hours, taking up a lot of your time when you should be using that time being the ambassador, servicing your customers and clients, you need to be pre-scheduling. Now, in today's time, um, it's really interesting because now Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, they all have the ability to pre-schedule. Um, and the one thing that I do know, Facebook started started with the ability to pre-schedule because, number one, they cut out you from being able to pre-post with third-party applications to your personal page. They don't allow you to do that anymore. Um, the other thing is, is that when you have third-party applications posting to your fan page and your groups on Facebook, they don't let as many people see it uh, uh, as well. So when you pre-post on Facebook, it's actually an advantage point. They're giving you an advantage point, okay? And the same thing goes for LinkedIn, same thing goes for Twitter, okay? They're all trying to make sure that people are visiting, actually visiting their websites and engaging on the platform instead of just, uh, you know, kind of being robotic with it and, and pre-scheduling but never visiting their, their sites. They need you to engage, okay? And so that's very, very important. So pre-planning your social media in advance hands down, is important, okay? Here's another thing that needs to be structured and organized. And I've had a lot of clients who say, well, I'm a small business, Trina, and I really am not bringing in enough money to have a bookkeeping system. But that's just not true. Look, guys, you have got to learn how to manage your expense receipts, the money that is going out. And so I highly recommend that you get structured and organized and have a bookkeeping system. You can do QuickBooks. You can do um, Mint.com. Take a look at that. That can help you to keep up with your expenses. But one of the reasons why we are not making more money is because we think that we're too small to make money. We're not even claiming what it is that we want. If you want to be a bigger business, you got to function as a bigger, bigger business, a more efficient business. So you need to have an efficient bookkeeping system. And I don't care if you're just making five cents a day, you need to be logging it in, okay? That's just, that's just the way it is, okay? The next thing in becoming better organized for yourself is try to organize more things utilizing your uh, computer, it's very difficult to go completely paperless, but if you want to reduce clutter, you certainly can do it in today's time by being more automated and, and having more things online that you are using. Now, with that said, 
do want to let you know, I use um, Google Docs for almost everything. I use Google Docs, and, and I've gotten to the point now, even when I'm doing the radio show, I read from my Google Doc. I don't print the script out. I just I just read from it, okay? So that's very, very key. So I want you to take a look at the whole Google Workspace. Um, just put in Google Workspace, and you'll see all the things that come with it. Take a look at the whole Google Workspace because it's going to help you be more organized, okay? And I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to continue to give you more ways to uh, better organize your business uh, on next Monday, and I'm going to share some things that I think will help you also in your organization to generate more leads, organizing your lead system, okay? So we're going to talk about that on next Monday, so make sure you tune in. In the meantime, get productive, be abundant, and create that growth mindset that you know you need to have. Take care, everybody. Don't forget to visit us at womenaboutbiz.net. Join if you have not already. And then also join us on our Women About Biz community on Facebook. We're at Women About Biz. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye.